Hui Maoli Ola proudly presents Leo Kupa, a Ho'olono Mai, the thought-provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian healing and wellness. Brought to you this month by La Ho'i Ho'iea. On July 30th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Honolulu Civic Grounds, 558 South King Street, the annual celebration of Hawaiian restoration will be another exciting family fun day of education, cultural sharing, community networking, and free music. We are proud to honor two men who have impacted the Lahui with their life's work and dedication, Palani Vaughn and Imai Kalani Kalahele. Come celebrate the life of the Lahui. As always, Leo Kupa is hosted by Kamakanui Ahailono Jingao. Na auma kwa ya kahina kwa ya kahina alo ikahi kini komohan na kupu na mahalupiha e ho mai kai 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 kaman yo mnia uko mnia mako Mania kako mama uanoa eho omana nui kako aloha eho olono mai welcome to Leo Kupa from us at Hui Maoli Ola the mission of Hui Maoli Ola is to perpetuate Hawaiian healing and wellness and empowering of people through healing this Leo Kupa podcast is our way of capturing the stories of empowerment from our kupuna and practitioners in our community. Today we have a special guest, but Imai, Imai Winchester. Aloha. 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 Imai is the kumu at Halau Kumana. Um, today we're going to be talking with him. He's one of the organizers of La Ho'i Ho'i Ea coming up um, in a in a few weeks, in the next week or so. Uh, he's also a makua and also one of the Hawaiian activists. Um, you might continue with this this short intro right here and share with us a little of your story of how you got involved in um, in the movement and in La Ho'i Ho'i Ea. Well, I'm Kalo Kako, Ovao Iho, Imai Kalani Winchester, Kekimamo Kakuiheo Ani. Um, greetings everybody, um, I'm from the island of Oahu, my parents are Jim uh, and Emerald. Uh, I grew up in Hawaii like many uh, of us here and uh, attended a private school, I went to the university and at the university I was sort of awoken to a lot of things uh, facing our people. Uh, I met a very f- uh, important uh, and legendary medical practitioner by the name of Dr. Kikuni Blaisdell. Um, and through his work and through the influence and inspiration of a lot of the uh, professors of, uh, that I was taking classes from, including Hononike Trash, John Osorio, Lili Kalaka, Melehiwa, Kanalu Young, um, including a lot of the experiences that I was you know, receiving at Papalo Iokanewai, uh, at Pai Pai Oheia. Um, I was also inspired, like he had said, um, by a lot of the political activity um, that I felt was much needed um, by our generation um, in terms of trying to step up uh, to that responsibility. Um, for over 12 years now, I've been a teacher here at Halaukumana New Century Public Charter School after I graduated with an MA in political science at the University of Hawaii. And since then, um, I met my wife, and as you said, uh, I'm a family man, and my family is this school. Uh, my family is the lo'i that I uh, helped to restore. Um, over a dozen years ago, back in Manoa Valley, uh, my family, my wife, I met her here. Um, my daughters come here. Um, and my keiki, uh, who are too young to be here, um, are aimed to be here as well. Um, I am a carver of land, of people, um, of tools, and uh, in so doing, um, I become associated uh, with La Ho'i Ho'i Ea, which celebrates an important holiday, um, a national Hawaiian holiday, was taken away, like many Hawaiian holidays were taken away after the illegal overthrow and occupation of Hawaii uh, in 1893 and again in 1898, the uh, attempted annexation. 
Um, many of our histories um, were systemically erased or institutionally um, divorced uh, from public knowledge, um, along with our language, as we all know. Um, so, part of which is, I guess, what I'm here in the month of July to sort of help celebrate um, with the rest of our uh, patriot, uh, patriots and our families and our musicians and our activists um, and our academics and our OPO um, is this general spirit of health and well-being and restoration, not of just nation, but of, of self, restoration of land, restoration of water. Um, and it's around this sort of idea of restoration um, that we call on many communities to come and join us uh, and to celebrate, yeah, the history of Hawaii. Um, we call out also to people who see the social justice um, intertwined with the story of Laho Ihoi Ea. Um, we also have a community of uh, social justice fighters who uh, have been long-time advocates and support uh, and have supported Laho Ihoi Ea and its celebration uh, for many, many years now. Um, so, I am here essentially to talk and to re represent um, as best as I can the, the many, many kupunas um, who have come before us um, to lay the groundwork for what Laho Ihoi is today and what our generation has been responsible for um, expanding and that's something that I think we're very proud of. Um, you can see these celebrations um, becoming more common. Um, you can see the discussions being had and that's really what we're trying to um, emphasize is you know, education. Um, we really want to underscore celebration. Um, it's important for us to create a space and time where Hawaiians um, can celebrate you know uh, in mass numbers, uh, one of the things we had sort of discussed earlier was Hawaiians usually get together in massive numbers when it's time to respond in some some type of protest or kuhe. Um But like Lono teaches us that it's a, there's a time um, to also make way for healing. And we feel that Lahoihoiea is one of the best times in our Hawaiian history that we have to sort of really embrace the spirit of healing um, that we all need. Um, I think our nation, our Lahui, is so diverse um, and that we do so much work that it's easy for us to maybe sometimes think that we're doing it in isolation um, when we're really doing it as this larger wave um, that maybe we don't necessarily get to feel too connected to uh, in our day-to-day -day, uh, struggle. But la ho'ihoi'ea and the return, you know, ho'ihoi'ea, the return of life, return of sovereignty, the return of the will of the people, um, the return of the productivity of our land and of ourselves, um, that comes through health, that comes through discussion, that comes through the celebration of, uh, of who we are and how steadfast, you know, our, our, our people have been, um, and to really inspire, um, pathways into the future um, that are based on values and principles um, that are akin to our unique destination in the middle of the Pacific um, that is based and is on course with our wants and our needs for people who want to live here and pass this la these lands on to generations of our children to follow. Um, those are responsibilities that are sometimes overwhelming but we make strides every single day towards achieving those things and I think that especially in these times when our people have become so articulate uh, we've obtained the degrees you know all the things that they fought for in the 60s and 70s and into the 90s you know we've begun we've begun to achieve so we're at such a high capacity now in fact probably a higher capacity than we've had in maybe than we've ever been since the turn of the century so we can try to turn some of that capacity into an organized push. Um, and I think one of the, the main messages and focuses that we try to rely uh, our time on um, is that idea of health, um, is that idea of 
medicine and balance um, and aipono um, and how politics you know and how social well-being and uh, how our arts and how our academics and how uh, all the different types of dif discourses happening all these levels are celebrated really um, when we come together uh, as a people uh, beyond ethnicity you know um, Hawaii was above ethnicity and we saw the value in people who saw the value of protecting what is dear to us as well um, and so that's something that I think La Hoi Hoi Ea um, has sort of turned into and that's something we aspire um, for our children who eventually need to take on this responsibility for not just La Hoi but for La Koa for Independence Day uh, which was also systemically erased um, but we have now the power that we had before which was to um, take control of our own history take control of our own message um, and restoration is also, is also about reclamation um, when we reclaim our health you know we reclaim our identities we reclaim our streams and our confidence and our history you know and our governments you know and our businesses and our economics um, and we reclaim our own health systems you know these are these are things that um, we'll need to lift ourselves up off of the ground and away from uh, dependence uh, on foreign powers. Um, and it's a time, you know, also, La Ea is a time to pass on, the, pass on the story. It's a time to uh, celebrate with our kids. It's a time to, like I, I've kind of said, you know, Pani Kapuka. Um, which is kind of inspired by Heia, uh, fish ponds, um, you know, completion of their wall. Um, now our kids will never see that wall. Well, our kids don't know a time when that wall wasn't functioning. You know, our generation knew it to be broken, but we we're the ones who fixed it. Now our kids, you know, if they're able to maintain it, won't know a time where there was no Olala Hawaii, where there was, you know, no punishment uh, for trying to speak out, um, where there was, you know, ridicule about being Hawaiian, ridicule about the way that we look, the way that we talk, the way that we think, we feel, we behave as a people. Um, part of La Hoiho'ea is to sort of assume and take that power back as well, you know, take the narrative into our own hands as well. Um, and it's important, you know, I think it's important, I think it's a healing process for a lot of the kupunas that we, that we get to talk to, um, that we get to meet, a lot of them come back every single year to yeah. celebrate, we're very proud, um, and I think one of the things that makes us La Hoi Hoi such a special celebration is that it's contiguous, it's consistent, yeah. and to me one of the most important things in terms of organization and leadership and moving forward is just consistency, you know, um, and, and trying to galvanize the right people you know um, to do great things is uh, is something that's that's required of you know of leadership and leaders to to make things make things happen and I think the way I look at us is you know we're all like stones uh, some of us Niho stones some of us Papale some of us Haka Haka some of us Ili Ili we're fine stones but that wall doesn't exist or that Ahu doesn't get created without each and every single one of us. Um, you know, the Kanaka Nui protects the Kanaka Iki, the Kanaka Iki supports the Kanaka Nui. Um, and that's all like traditional Kauna that, you know, our people, our ancestors understood. And because we started to reclaim the practice of traditional dry stacking, now all of a sudden it affects our political philosophy you know, our social outlook, you know, our educational well-being, even our governing systems, you know, like those traditional practices, whether it's lomi lomi, you know, laao, lapaao, mahi aitaro, mahi kalo, mahi ia, you know, all those things that our kupunas were experts at also 
was the foundation of, of of how they they interpreted the world and the course that they were going to take and I think we lost that and it was taken away from us um, but the thing about it is you know it's just like land the land wasn't taken away from us it's still right there the knowledge wasn't taken away it's still right there we just got to do it and so the practice becomes the most important thing for us as Hawaiians as practitioners as healers as builders, as artists, as writers, Aye. you know, as actors, it's the doing. Makahanaka yeah. Ike, we all know that. Absolutely. Um, and so life comes in, in doing, you know. Ho'omana um, is to create that power. And we have it, you know. Our lo'is, we don't have to, we don't build new lo'is. We restore old ones. You know, because everything we need, like we were taught, the ukapa akai, one of the good olerono eels, right? Everything we need is right there, salted, um, preserved for us, so that one day when we're ready to come back and do the work that it takes, that all that knowledge, once you put that blood, not that blood, but that sweat and that work into it and that time and that thought and that discussion into those practices, then it'll start to unlock all of these, you know, it's like Pandora's box, you know, you just unlock this whole new trove of, of ideas and ways of thinking and perspectives that were totally oblivious uh, oblivious to us because they were kept away from us because maybe they inspire change um, maybe they inform um, revolution mm-hmm. and that's where people were you know we, we understood revolution and adaptability things would change things grow things die um, and that's important you know, in terms of of how we we build our families, you know, how we construct our lifestyles, and a lot of those things are what you know are suffering today. You know, especially Hawaiian community. Um, we have a lot of good, strong Hawaiian families out there, but there's still a lot of us, our brothers and sisters, who you know need support, need help, um, and it's more than just the holiday's fault. It's you know, it's it's a lot of complicated um, issues that. You know, for me, independence is being able to take care of yourself, you know. So even us, if we were to imagine, you know, and give life and breath to the time that we have the power and authority, you know, if it's been restored to us, do we have the capacity within ourselves to fix that? Or will we just be forced to replicate that? Because we haven't gotten ready. We don't know anything else but Matson. You know, we don't know how to feed ourselves um, any other way than going to Safeway, which is why the fish ponds and the lo'is and the fishermen, you know, they're all important pieces of of their future and that knowledge that they have, you know, um, the sight, the ike that they have is important for us to start to recalibrate into the decisions that are being made, um, you know, on a large scale, but, you know, also in a, in a nuclear family. Um, as well and as a people like us who, where we came from you know we really gotta think about it you know it's only been a hundred years you know maybe a hundred fifty years since you know our people were very you know in very different conditions you know language was the dominant you know Olelo Hawaii was the dominant language in Hawaii you know business was done in Olelo you know education was done in Olelo uh, you know foreigners are coming here to learn Olelo you know, um, treaties were created in Olelo Hawaii. So, you know, the, the 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 fact that or the idea that Olelo is a step backwards, you know, is part of that. You know, um, that erasure of the validity of who we are as a people. You know, um, and so it's very important to me as a teacher to give my students the opportunity to succeed, and likewise, you know, for Lahui to succeed and to La Hoi Hoi today has kind of evolved um, from a one day celebration which was actually started back in 1985 by Dr. Kikuni Blaisdell who after geez, what, 60 years or so of being outlawed um, well over 60 years sorry um, just being outlawed uh, right before the, the turn of the 19th century um, to 1985 um, 
he saw and recognized this huge gap, this huge void, this huge puka in the wall. You know, and it was through his work. And then 20 years later, it was passed on to a new generation whom I sort of represent. And in that 20 years, what we'll have accomplished to pass on over to somebody else. You know, I hope we finish, you know, that puka so that the next guys are not worrying about repairing a wall. They're worrying about stocking it with fish. And then their children will be reaping those rewards, you know, so... It's about a hula, it's a cycle. Mm -hmm. And I think that sort of informs uh, some of the things that we try to accomplish in terms of our, our social outreach as La Ho'i Ho'i El. Um, it started off as one celebration, one olive circle, you know, several um, very powerful, very ins inspirational speakers about the Hawaiian movement issues happening. And it was a sovereign voice and a sovereign platform for independence. And it was important that it existed um, in that time specifically when it was very much shunned upon to speak openly about Hawaiian nationalism, Hawaiian independence, um, Hawaiiana. Um, and in that time, it became, you know, through the Renaissance, more acceptable, dare I even say more popular at this point, um, to be Hawaiian and to embrace that. So we live in the wake of a lot of their struggle and so I sort of see it as our responsibility to make sure that we don't just repeat that same struggle but we're able to you know grow and expand on the foundation of that um, and so that our goal when I sort of um, took over responsibility in 2005 of La Hoi Hoi Ea was to really expand um, our audience was to expand the reach, um, you know, to tell the story to more people in more forms, in more mediums, um, to share and to bring in people who, you know, were either on the fence or had didn't even know there was a fence. Um, and by doing so through education and through celebration, through, you know, a way that maybe wasn't as um, politically threatening or maybe even exclusive uh, maybe in terms of how certain people uh, saw this as a quote-unquote Hawaiian issue um, where people would rather just stay out of it and remain in that sort of uh, real dangerous um, culpable area of you know just remaining ignorant you know um, as an educator myself um, I was sort of moved by the idea of offering accessibility. Um, and that's something that I think became important to, to us as well. You know, and, and for all things, you know, culture-based, you know, just accessibility. Um, I love, you know, I, I'm in charge of a lawyer. I've been in charge of a lawyer since I was 25 years old, but I didn't grow up with one. But accessibility... And the fact that I now have over a decade under my, my belt of experience, you know, screwing up, messing up, a little bit of success here, you know, I've done this, you know, I've pulled a lo'i out of an overgrown forest, you know. Um, and you cannot really put a value on that experience. Um, but it took time and, and I think it, it, it likewise with La Ho'i Ho'i or with any movement um, it's going to take time it's going to take a couple of mess ups you know it's going to take just like that wall you know eventually it's going to falter a little bit and you're going to have to restack it but that's where the knowledge is kept that's why you sharpen your skills mm -hmm. is by constantly working so that wall is not set that wall is alive you know um, and you need to readdress it. You know, nothing we make is is permanent. And there's something kind of, you know, special about that understanding. Um, from our mono wise to whatever, you know, it's some some these things are meant to fall down. Um, and it's special for us to appreciate, you know, those uh, those structures. 
and the, comp the, uh, the complexity that it takes to kind of put those together. Um, and we have that skill, you know, maybe we've been addicted to cement, but the three-dimensional building blocks of putting things together with your own hands, you know, and seeing the result of it, I think also feeds to something that's very, uh, very important to our people. And at least at Halal Kumana, our kids flock and, you know, our families love sending our kids here because they work with their hands. Because that type of field work, you know, informs their understanding um, in a way that, um, you know, probably genetic, you know. Yeah, it's it, inherited. Yeah, it's inherited. It's genealogy. You know, it's, it's, it's in the genealogy. That's how we were taught. You know, that's how it was passed down is through their hands. Yeah. Hawaiians, you know, mana comes through on your hands, you know. And so to feel and to know, you know, those are done with your hands and with your eyes, your makas, yeah. with your feet, you know, where you go. You know, so those are the things, those are the important plugs, the points of access, accessibility, that is important, I think, for the rejuvenation, you know, of our people um, and of our philosophies, which will expand into the way that we treat our land, the way that we treat our families, or you know, our kids, or our wahine, our kane, whatever, you know. Those are all important things that feed each other. I think that's, you know, one of the favorite things that I enjoy about Lahoi every year is the, that ohana feel, you know, bringing the, the ohana, you go over there, you see the keikis running around, you see the, the kupunas over there, I remember um, working on some kupunas over there, and, um, that always is a great thing within the culture is that ohana mm. feel. What what else can we, um, you know, this year's lahoi? What else with the ohanas? What else can we? What else is in store that this year's lahoi? We got some guest speakers and stuff lined up and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like you had said, lahoi hoia is a family first uh, event. Um, it's something that's open and free to all the public. This is not. An exclusive event. It's a chance for uh, people who are interested in Hawaii's history, people who are interested in good discussion, learning about some culture, um, learning about some of the resources that are available to our people. Um, you know, this is an event to sort of engage. Um, we have lots of music, uh, like you said, and one of the ways that we have sort of added to the celebration of La Hoi Hoi was with the inclusion of more live music um, to sort of attract people and that was sort of taken from the Aloha Aina concerts. Uh, made famous by George Helm um, and uh, PKO uh, when they were attempting to unsuccessfully uh, stop the bombing of Koho'olawe. Um, so that was something we sort of took out of the history books of Hawaii um, to attract people. Um, every year uh, we've been really blessed to have a number of uh, a good uh, musicians come through. Um, I want to say uh, Ernie Cruz Jr., his name um, many of us know Ernie Cruz Jr. Yeah, passed away. Um, but when I started in 2005, uh, planning for La Hoi Hoi and we started planning music. The first guy we called was Ernie Cruz Jr. Um, and Ernie has never said no. Uh, every single year we've called him up. And um, he to me represents somebody very special because he wholeheartedly believed and loved and lived uh, for La Hoi. Um, his voice, his warmth, you know, his smile, his music definitely is going to be missed. Um, and he's one of the guys who we look forward to honoring um, in the years to come. Uh, another very important uh, patriot whom we lost this year, uh, Uncle Palani Vaughn, um, who likewise has been playing since about 2000 and whatever, um, every single year. Uh, he's always considered it, and this is what I remember him always saying to me. Um, it is his patriotic duty to play music at La Hoi Hoi Ea. Um, and that's sort of the sentiment that we get typically from the wide range of people who have played over the years. Um, and we're very lucky. Uh, most of these guys, obviously, uh, are very um, independence-minded, uh, have aloha for Hawaii, um, have some cultural base. Um, and obviously, you know, Ernie Cruz Jr. and Paul Nivan, who just recently passed away this past year, 2016, um, represent very important people um, who are always there. Um, unfortunately, um, they're not going to be with us in, in, in the physical form. Uh, however, 
uh, we have arranged uh, for their families uh, to be present as well. Um, Palani Vaughn, um, his daughter, Hiva Vaughn, um, will be bringing her halal down and she is going to take his typical slot that he would play music in nice. um, and honor her dad um, in that way. And again, Uncle Paul Nivon is one of our two uh, patriots that we're honoring this year and he'll be uh, recognized on our, on our shirt that we're selling this year as well, coming out very shortly. Um, the second person that uh, we're actually honoring too also plays music and we're going to learn a little bit about him and be honoring his family uh, is Uncle Snake, uh, Imai Kalani Kalahele. Um, who is an artist, a poet, an activist, um, a musician, and uh, he's also been the server of Ava for Laho Iho'ea from 1985 to about 2005. But that responsibility was also passed over to us young, younger generation of guys as well um, at the same year. Um, his dedication for a long, long time um, and his influence and his inspiration and his role model and his mentorship uh, for decades and decades and decades um, you know, have been appreciated. And so we're taking it upon ourselves this year to give him that honor um, as a way to you know, say mahalo and show our aloha. Um, other musicians are going to include um, Kapu System. Kapu. Yep, Kapu System has been a favorite of ours for a long time. Um, I even like to say we got those guys before they started recording. Uh, but those guys got plenty of aloha and love for uh, La Ho'i Uh We have a couple halals um, that are going to be performing that day as well. Meti Linala Haini, her halal, um, is going to be coming down to perform. Meti um, Linala, as you know, had passed um, uh, several years ago, but her halal, Meniuli'i, um, uh, her daughter, who is now Kumuhula, um, has honored um, aunties um, aloha for la hoi hoi ea and they're going to come back again and we're very happy to have them um, we're also pretty stoked this year uh, well I will say um, that they're there every year but um, Halau Kumana New Century Public Charter School which I'm a kumu at uh, recently won the hula kahiko uh, malia craver uh, hula competition a few months ago um, so we're happy to have those guys. Uh, yes. I just so happen to know the Kumu, uh, who has also been doing our opening blessing of Lahoihoea for about a decade or so now. Um, but we're very happy for their accomplishments. Um, these kids work hard. Kumu Kaviku is great, um, and he deserves um, that accolade. So um, they're going to be performing as well. Um, so we have kind of a good mix-up um, this year of uh, music, uh, kupunas, like he had said, you know, it's very important for us in that honoring ceremony to pay tribute and to pay homage and to, you know, lift up our own heroes. Yeah. Um, and to make sure that they feel special and make sure that their names are called on and they're not forgotten. Um, it's important enough for us, that generation, to show our respect and our aloha in that way. Um, and hopefully, you know, it's it, hopefully it'll be a practice that continues and spreads and um, it's a way to show aloha, kikahi, kikahi. Um, and the time frame this year, I know we got a, a different location this year going on. Yeah, so Thomas Square um, in Honolulu, right across the blaze, though, was the actual site of the return ceremony, uh, which took place in 1843, where Kawi Keole was uh, present. And that is coming the third, as well as Admiral Richard Thomas uh, was there, which is why it's called today Thomas Square um, after that uh, return ceremony the day that we know as La Hoi Hoi Ea um, and since then in 1985 um, Tom, well, since that time in 1843 it's actually the oldest park in the kingdom of Hawaii making it basically the oldest park in Hawaii um, in 85 uh, when Kikuni Blaisdell Imai Kalani Kalahele and a whole host of other uh, Hawaiian patriots at the time started to bring people to the consciousness of La Ho'i Ho'i'ea and the message of restoration and reclamation and justice, you know, uh, that it has for our people um, as a symbol and a beacon of light and hope. Um, it was always at Thomas Square. Um, as anybody who has passed by Thomas Square knows right now, it's boarded up completely um, and they're doing, undergoing a renovation process, which I believe is taking about three years or so to do. Um, 
I think they're replacing the grass and stuff like that. Long story short, uh, Thomas Square is not open um, this year, so this will be the first year that we've ever not been at Thomas Square. Um, fortunately, we were able to get another place, which is kind of um, important and critical to the story. Um, we're going to be over at the Civic Grounds in Honolulu, uh, right next to Honolulu Hale. Uh, those of you guys not familiar, that's where they have all the big Christmas lights, the Santa Claus, that little grass patch or the big grass lawn on the side. Um, that's actually where we're going to have uh, the celebration this year. Um, one of the things about the story of La Hoihoiea um, that became very famous was the phrase Ua Mau Kaina Everybody knows this phrase um, because it was co-opted by the state of Hawaii. Um, but the story of La Hoihoiea is actually establishes this model Ua Mau Kaina when Admiral Thomas officially returns control as well as the flag um, to Kauikioli. Um, Kauikioli later walks down in a procession to the steps of Kauai Church, whom he was a member, um, whom he established, I believe, Kauai And then he made that proclamation after a speech um, on those steps. Um, so it's a very important historical sort of significance. And for us to be close to there as well as just a few steps away from Iolani Palace, um, we thought it'd be kind of an interesting way just to explore a different site, um, expose ourselves to a dif different audience, you know, take the message someplace else, kind of considered like a road game. Yeah. Um, give us a new opportunity, you know. Uh, it wasn't our first choice. Uh, we would have preferred, you know, a couple other places, but um, this is what we have. Um, and you know, I come aloha. We're gonna make the best of what we have, because um, you know we're going back to Thomas Square um, when the boards come down and when the park is ready for us. Um, but this year, you're gonna find us on Sunday, um, July 30th, um, the last Sunday of July. We always celebrate La Hoihoiea. Um, this year it's the 30th, uh, which is going to be on the Civic Grounds, uh, Honolulu Civic Grounds. Uh, some of you guys who don't know, it's right across the street of Kauai Ha'o Church. Um, otherwise, this is where they have all of the Christmas lights uh, every December. Um, that's where we're going to be hosting uh, La Hoi Hoia. Um, it's going to be a free concert. Um, it's going to be um, uh, speeches, uh, speakers, uh, including Walter Reddy, uh, including Kalei Kaeo, including many uh, within the Hawaiian movement. I'm uh, talking about some of the important issues. Andre Perez is going to be sharing about his time um, that he spent over with the organizers of Standing Rock um, Reservation. Um, they're bringing over um, a handful of artists uh, to come and share um, at La Hoi Hoi uh, their experiences at Standing Rock. So we're looking forward to that. Um, we have 808 uh, Urban, who's also going to be doing a bunch of arting over there. Um, you can see their art all over Honolulu, all over Kohovaipaina at this point. I know at least in my mail. Um, so we have art for the kids. Um, we have bouncy houses for the kids. Uh, we have uh, makahiki games for the kids. Um, so we're trying to really create a, a family-friendly atmosphere. Um, the longer the kids basically can stay excited and running around, the longer the parents can stay and hang out with their friends and drink ava, which there'll be lots of. Uh, so if you like ava, there'll be ava um, education booths uh, all over the Pacific grounds. So you can kind of test uh, what the different um, uh, what the different uh, onos there are floating around nowadays. Um, we're gonna be very blessed to have Paola Hawaii. Um, and our, uh, some of our different paws providing health in Lomilomi. Um, we're excited to have them back. They've been with us for a long, long time. Um, I was very fortunate to have a couple of friends involved with it, as well as a former student um, of Halau Kumana as well. So uh, we're excited to you know, definitely have an aspect that highlights health, uh, specifically because this event was uh, brought back by Dr. Kekuni Blaisdell, who was a pioneer um, in the medical field uh, for Hawaii, a giant. Um, and so it was, it's always important for us not just to have medical discussion, but uh, discussion about health and well-being, but to also provide you the know, services, the services, and the you know, their practices, you know, that includes the kuiai, that includes the, the the taro pounding, you know, because healthy food means healthy kino, means healthy kanaka, you know. Um, we need to understand all of those things are, you know, are intricately tied. You know, hula is tied 
uh, to politics. Politics is tied to everything, you know. Like it's just one big, one big map. Um, and I think it's exciting to come back together um, to see, uh, you know, the same old faces. But it's it's also very um, fulfilling and gratifying to see new people. You know, faces we've never seen before. Uh, we've sort of expanded uh, the celebration of La Ho'i Ho'i to several days. Um, but on Sunday, July 30th, you know, all of those groups sort of come together uh, to share one space uh, to remember, you know, the importance of La Ho'i Ho'i and the message of justice, you know. Lili Uokalani in 1893 faced a very important decision, you know, to just openly go to war or to allow law to take its due course. She looked at her history and for 50 years they had celebrated La Ho'i Ho'i'a, which is law taking its due course. And in so doing, she also put her faith into the laws that protected her land during the time of Kaui Keoli. So we need to understand that it even really affected how Lili'u uh, ruled as a queen, you know, what her political actions were. And those things become more focused um, when we get a chance to sort of look at these things with a critical lens. Um, we're going to have discussion panels with people talking about um, La Ho'i Ho'i. Uh, we're going to have people talking about <coughs> um, some of the important issues going on in Pohakuloa, important issues going on in Mauna Kea. Um, we have important um, community and facility uh, facilitated discussions throughout the day. Um, and we encourage people, you know, to come be a fly on the wall and just listen if you want. I mean, if you want to say something, there's a forum for you to say something. And really, discussion tents have, have been an idea for us to allow people um, more chance to engage and to access. Um, more so than just, you know, hearing a person speak on the microphone um, at people. Uh, we thought it was an important um, effort for us to, uh, to undertake was to allow them a chance to have a discussion. Hence a discussion tent. Mm -hmm. um, there's been medical workshops that's been given. There's been uh, art presentations that you know has been had. There's been poetry. Um, there's been outright big blow up debates as well. Um, so you never kind of know what you get when you come to a, um, a discussion. And a lot of these things are important and relevant topics that you know our Lahui maybe doesn't always get a chance to get. So it's important for us to celebrate the idea that we can come together. We can argue, but we still lahui, we still get aloha, you know. Mm -hmm. um, politics, whatever, um, put aside, you know, the, the return, you know, to our, the, the, the living, breathing nature uh, of our people, you know, uh, I think is above whatever politics there are. And I know each year they do the flag ceremony, that one's going to be at noon. Yeah, um, the flag ceremony... Has, has been an important part uh, sort of like the crown jewel I guess of of La Ho'i Ho'i so if you guys are able to make it on July 30th you want to be there by 12 o'clock by 12 um, because at noon at 12 o'clock um, we're going to be reenacting um, the actual flag ceremony the lowering of the Union Jack as well as the American flag and there's a little bit of discussion um, as to what is happening uh, we'll review the history in a brief sort of um, narration um Every year we select different people from the audience, from the crowd, young and old, um, to be a part of the flag ceremony, to lower the flag, to raise the high Hawaii. Um, in a massive circle of hundreds and hundreds of people, um, which is one of the only events that I've ever been to that actually does that, which I'm kind of proud about as well, as we all start, and we, uh, we all start together as Ohana, um, as Ohana you know. Um, and that's something that, that is special uh, for us to consider in our politics, you know. Uh, in the way that we plan things is, you know, how we begin and definitely how we end. So at 12 o'clock noon, uh, the high Hawaii will be raised. Um, there'll be a little bit of uh, a short ceremony. Um, there's going to be music directly following after. And basically, after the 12 o'clock ceremony, it's basically open day. Um, games will be happening, you know. Kids will be running all over the place. There'll be lots of food uh, from different vendors, Hawaiian food. Uh, there'll be lots of uh, different merchandise people are interested in going shopping doing that kind of stuff for that uh, but most of all there's going to have a lot of uh, educational booths too uh, like I said people are really um, 
flocking to be a part of La Hoi Hoi Ea so um, they can, you know, continue to serve, you know, the people that either their businesses or their practices is intended to reach. Um, you know, we hope that La Hoi Hoi is a platform um, for all of our healers, all of our uh, storytellers, all of our, um, you know, all of our uh, practitioners to kind of really come together and share a space. Yeah, I think that's always nice whenever we go there. It's like you run into friends that you see on a regular basis and then friends that you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's always good to to reconnect and share the stories and share that that aloha. Yeah. Um, La Hoi definitely can't get too far without running into somebody and talking story for a while. It takes a few minutes to get you that part. Yes, definitely, definitely. So to this point right now, was there anything like, you know, growing up, I know we both went Kamehameha, um, and was there anything in your childhood or anything that, you know, stands out as relevant um, in the work you're doing today, you know, that you always thought you was going to be one, one Kumu that, um, you know, inspired our, our OPO and the next generation, or was there a certain point or a discussion you had with one Kupuna that was like, that's your Kuliana? You know, um, everyone kind of has their own experiences, but I'm not sure if you know there was some point where you're like, "Right, this is what I gotta do now." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was inspired by several people in my life. The first one being my uh, my dad. You know, my brothers. Um, the way I grew up was in a, a, a sports-based house, I guess you could say. So, um, a lot of my uh, young uh, perspective on life was sort of articulated through sports, basketball, football, whatever it was, um, and team sports. And so one of the things that um, I hope, you know, I hope that I'm good at is being a, a team player, you know. Um, I felt I learned quite a bit about myself and about others and about communication uh, and about accountability um, and about of and about you know dealing with problems, uh, about you know building bridges, about coming to some kind of uh, you know what's the word uh, common ground on certain things. You know, not always getting your way. You know, trying to take you know wins not too high. You know, don't take losses you know too hard as well. And my whole time growing up, you know, I think that sort of helped to develop what kind of person I think I am today in terms of how I, how I approach. Um, La Hoi Hoi and kind of like Hawaiian politics in general um, I'm interested in all kinds of stuff having to do with Hawaii um, that sort of influence kind of guided the person I was into I went into the university um, and then the one who really sort of I guess like lit my fire um, the one who really like dropped my jaw the one who I took the blue pill from uh, was Dr. Honani K. Trask, you know, um, she just had a way of expressing things that I felt that I just could never really articulate truly. Um, I felt a wrong, I felt something had been done against us, I felt like there's this natural animosity that I carried throughout my, you know, all throughout high school, you know, Kamehameha School is you hate Punahou, right? And there's a lot of things that I couldn't articulate that once I took the class, once I started to see Hawaii in the bigger picture, where I could see why there's a little bit of uh, generational animosity between Asian settler. Um, I can see by all the names and all the figures inside of this building that, you know, there's a certain kind history and foundationalism around corporate, you know, the takeover and all this kind of stuff for that. Like, um, but mostly she just got my blood boiling, you know. And um, to me, I never thought I'd be a teacher. Um, I thought I'd be a coach. Um, I thought after I took her class, however, that I'd like to be somebody who could who could raise that type of energy into others. And I didn't know what it would be. Um, I didn't, but I knew that I wanted to be like that. You know, to be like, oh wow, some passion. Like, yeah, I was like, whoa, you know, like. <laughs> 
like, yeah, let's, you know, like, I wanted to walk out, like, every every day I walk out of our class, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I want to do something, let's do something. Fire it up. So, um, I've also had people, like, you know, Anakala, Erika, Anana, uh, who have been very quiet and different approach, and so just to balance you in a dualistic kind of nature of, of our people and how we look at the world, you know, I think it's also important to recognize, you know, this fire, but also to have the important balance, you know, and, and calmness and stillness of Kanaloa. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there, there, there's several people um, who've inspired me, I think, you know, to be, uh, I guess, the, 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 for me to, to, to function as the, the, the role I need to be, I guess, right now. Um, I will say I was lucky enough to marry one of them, my wife. You know, show me the intelligence of being smart, uh, the importance of being smart <laughs> and intelligent. And, you know, having sound, making sound decisions and using correct words. <laughs> that's something that's also very important to me in terms of, you know, leadership of who I become is, you know, be careful about the things that you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something that helps to kind of, you know, hopefully just keeps me humble. So with those um, people that you was able to surround yourself, the kupunas, some of the mentors, um, what would be characteristics maybe for that next generation of people coming up? You know, what would be characteristics and practices, um, say, if someone wanted to be an, like, you know, a good or an excellent practitioner? You know, everyone mm-hmm. aspires sometimes to be great. You know, mm-hmm. like, what are some of those important practices or principles that some of these kupunas had that? we can share with our um, future leaders and the OPO who's, you know, taking that next step? Mm. Um, well, there's a lot of things, but the, the thing that kind of jumps at, jumps at me the most is what I mentioned before is consistency. Consistency. Um, like, when I think about kupunas, when I think about, like, like and kupuna is like some, you know, like one, one puna, you know, kupuana. You know, it's consistently flowing. You know, it's not like something that caps itself. Just steady. Instead, you know, it's just con- boom, just feeding, feeding, feeding. Kupuana, kupuana. You know, so to me, I-, I can see, you know, several faces that kind of flash into me in and out of people who are just steady. And that's just what they do. And it's just who they are. That's what they think. That's how they talk. You know, um, and I think that's important, um, especially myself working with kids today. Um, it's hard to find, you know, a level of that because I think it has to do with maturity as well, you know. Um, and maturity is kind of hard to hard to come by in certain phases of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, if you want to, you know, create long-standing the kind, it's going to take patience. Um, but if I were to say there's, you know, a characteristic would just be consistent and be quality. You know, like good practitioners are, they got quality, they got respect. For their resources, they get respect for um, what they do, who they make it for. Mm-hmm. You know, be real. Um, they have philosophy about why they do the things they do. They, you know, they, there's reasons behind what they do. What they do. I mean, it's nice to know a chant and to do the chant, but to know what you're doing and to know what you're asking for, and to know that people are depending on top of on, on top of you for this. You know, um, to me, that's that's an important. Um, that's an important function and a characteristic that I think any like, successful practitioner needs to needs to always be conscious of, conscious of is just the quality, the mayal, how they treat um, their things because I think it it starts to really carve you know like they you know they could be a carver but really it's carving you know it's really the, the work that's carving them you know and the way that they see the way that they view the way that they handle rocks now you know as a carver be different you know um or wood the way that they see certain pieces and like what i would on you know that piece of wood pretty good on the ground where everybody just see rubbish you know Mm -hmm. like those things are subtle differences um that are important they're gonna see kinolao rather than just green tea leaf you know they see the cause they see on the process you know those are all things that come with maturity and development um and it's also good you know if kupuna, if uh, if you're young, is you know you gotta get a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know if you can just spend time and learn how to just shut up and listen and do, uh, which is hard 
to ask of kids but one of the most important things that I did to try to learn was just to shut up listen and do you know and there's Olelonoyal for that you know and people use that all over the world but I think nowadays it's important to shut up listen and do and I think Mm -hmm. you know our Oli is important because it reframes all of us you know into the same you know onto the same wavelength and it took everybody you know unifying in that way for that moment to all start together um and in a lot of ways you know just the whole concept of shut up listen and do is the couple is the discipline of allowing things to come to you because especially you work with kupunas you know if 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 you don't show a certain interest in this then you they're not gonna teach you that and that's how knowledge die mm-hmm. you know like that's what i tell my kids like well you know if you don't you know do your work they will kind of teach you the next step and that's how knowledge dies like now i become a participant in the destruction of our knowledge because i kind of give them to you because you're not ready mm-hmm. and i don't want to be irresponsible with that knowledge you know and even as opio we got to be ready for carry some of that knowledge even though it may be too heavy too vast or too confusing so you got any um favorite you know off the top of your mind or whatever but any favorite or little noel or or olis you want to share with our leo koopa listeners out there um in the spirit of la hoi hoi yeah i guess um one of the things that we're trying to really get out there is a message it's not so much a Olel no El as it was sort of a, a reclamation of an old one. Uh, everybody knows Ua Mau Ikopono. It's been translated by most people as the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. Um, Ea, which is that word where life derives from, the life of the land, Ua Mau um, Ea has several meanings. Ea means life. Ea means also to rise, like the tides rise or the people rise. Um, and so, um, in taking to account the important history of Laho Ihoi Ea, um, this is the time where we come back together so that we can rise collectively. You know, this is the day that we all return together, Ho'i Ho'i, to return to something where. You know, it'd be long, um, and to become stronger together. And so, Uamau Kea Okaina Kapona, which was uttered by Kawi Keoli Kamehameha III on July 31st, 1843, says that, you know, the sovereignty, which is what also Ea means, yeah, sovereignty, the sovereignty of this land is perpetuated in righteousness, which he's talking about Admiral Thomas and what he did to restore the Hawaiian nation back to Kawi Keoli. Um, but today, rather than be stuck in the past, uh, we don't say, well, we don't want to just say, Uamau Keo Kaina Kapona, because it happened once, yeah, Uamau Keo Kaina Kapona in 1843. And then 1849, the French tried to take over, and you know what, again, Uamau Keo Kaina Kapona, because we were protected as a nation state. Um, but in 1893, that didn't happen. So today, we take on the responsibility, and what I learned from Kekuni Blaze, though, is you take on the commitment, and commitment is important. Commitment is important. So we don't say uamau keo okaina ikopono. We say emau keo okaina ikopono. And by saying emau keo okaina ikopono, we make it active. You know, we turn it into a will sentence. You know, we will mm-hmm. perpetuate the life, the breath, the sovereignty of this land in pono. And if that means continuing to be onipa'a, to be steadfast, if that means continue to be a, an artist to uhikino to continue to spread in that nature, if it continue if it means that I gotta need to heal as many kanaka as I can, if it means I need to fight for every single inch of soil and water that we have over here, then that's what we're gonna continue to do. Emo, kapona. You know, we will continue to per, you know we will continue to preserve. The life of our land, the life of our people, the life of our future, the life of our nation, you know, is guarded by us. We're the ki'ai. And so, it makes it active 
you know, it makes it future thinking, and I, and I think that's important for us as Hawaiians, you know. Um, we don't get so caught up on the past. Mm -hmm. La Hoi Hoi is about the past, but more so it's about our future, you know. And I think it's important that we adopt that phrase, e mau ke e o ka kapona, because even when we get our, 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 our aina back, our lahui back, we still got to mau ke e o ka kapona, you know. That doesn't change. Yeah. And so that's something that we can aspire to. So it's a goal, you know, it's a call out. It's a, it's a challenge. It's a commitment. And so we try to live more so by that um, rather than be in the past. stuck in the past. And that's it. But we come from the past, but we're continuing to move. Right on, right on. Well, mahalo for your time. You got any um, final messages you want to leave our listeners before we we wrap this show up? Um, yeah, I just want to mahalo you guys uh, for having me on um, today uh, to share a little bit about La Hoi Hoi Ea. Uh, we also have a website, um, lahoihoiea.org, where several of our events um, are being listed. Um, the entire month of July has been dedicated to the celebration of La Hoihoiea and the restoration and reclamation of our lands, waters, and peoples, um, and our thoughts and our philosophies and our cultures and our practices, um, as well as our stories. On the 21st, uh, that is this Friday, the next event we're going to be hosting is going to be Next Door Nightclub for all the party people and the late scene guys. Um, our idea is to make accessible our message, our story, to all of our people at all places of the night. Um, so you can join us on 21st at Next Door Nightclub where we're going to have a fusion of uh, reggae with uh, Lethal Selecta, Lilo Dunn, um, also with uh, various uh, local hip-hop artists as well who come together. This is our second annual. Last year we did it at Next Door. This year we're going to do it again at Next Door. We had a great turnout. Um, I want to encourage anybody to come uh, J uh, July 21st. On July 23rd, any of you who are interested or in the East Side District at Waipao, um, at Papahana Kuaola, we're going to be having a spoken word, poetry, music, Alva sharing night um, at Papahana Kuaola, and we're inviting everybody to come down. It's going to be from, I think, uh, 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock, um, so please check that out. Um, on the 30, on 29th, there are going to be some showing at uh, Honolulu Hale Auditorium uh, with Uncle Walter Riddy. There's going to be Sudden Rush, Brother Nolan, Blaine Singh. You'll be um, featuring uh, three new videos um, about what's going on in Maui um, and other issues around the community, including charter schools. Of course, our event is going to be Sunday, July 30th at the Civic Grounds across of Kwaihau Church. Uh, please come and join us, family-friendly, all day long. Um, and then the last event is going to be on July 31st um, at Iolani Palace. Uh, we are also hosting a uh, discussion with Keanu Sai. Um, talking about independence, um, talking about um, the new undertakings on the international court system uh, with the future of Hawaii. So for those of us who are able to make July 31st at Iolani Palace from 5 to 9, uh, please go down. Uh, all of these events are free. Uh, all of these events are open to the public, so please come check it out. My kai ohana styles. Mahalo nui. Well, mahalo nui once again to our guest tonight. Today, Imai Winchester for joining us on Leo Koopa. Mahalo to all our listeners. Leo Koopa is produced by myself and Mr. Kavika Brown. If you like this podcast, please share with your ohanas. Um, subscribe to our mailing list at huimauliola.org. Uh, and follow us on social medias, Instagram, on Facebook. Brother, mahalo for the stories and Leo Koopa today, Imai. Nui yeah. aloha. From Imai Winchester, oao kamaka ilono. Ola. E ke akua mano loa lai lalo ke kai Na aumakua ya ka hina kua Ya ka hina alo Kai kina Komohana na kupuna Mahalo pia E ho mai ka ike ka ikai ka kamana ke ola Mania ukou Mania makou Mania kakou A mama ua noa E ho omana 